Welcome to All You Need to Know, the show where you hear about everything and learn about nothing. Here are your hosts, Quinn Eaton and DJ Pig. Welcome to All You Need to Know. My name is Quinn Eaton. Joining me, the co-host, bless you, was that an actual sneeze? Yeah, sorry. The guy that just sneezed is DJ Pig. I was waiting for him. I pointed my fingers at you, DJ, to kind of introduce sorry. yourself. But yeah, the, uh, the really camera's disorient. actually lagging behind a little bit. Ah, uh, okay. So you're just very disor- disoriented from that sneeze that we got started with, but uh, yeah, we could... We could easily cut off this initial part of the podcast and start fresh right here, but I say we keep that in. I think that perfectly encapsulates how All You Need to Know works. Sometimes it's just hectic, and that's how the start of this episode began. Uh, I tried to introduce myself. Uh, I got a little too energetic, and my voice sounded a little strange at the beginning, and then you sneezed uh, whenever it was your turn to kind of introduce yourself. So... Mm -hmm. Regardless, my name is Quinn Eaton, and, and I'm DJ Pick, and we have an exciting episode today. Some people that listen to the podcast often, DJ, they might get a little tired of hearing that, right? We should have an exciting episode each week, and for some reason, I feel the need to announce that we do every single week. Do you think that's, that's kind of overkill? Should we maybe kind of change it up? No, oh, man, because you, you know there's somebody new every week. It's like Kobe Bryant's dad used to tell me. It's like every time you play basketball, somebody is there watching you for the first time. You said Kobe so you Bryant's gotta, dad used to tell you that? Yeah. You're close with him or were close with him? Or is that is, were, you, were you saying that as like a saying? Like you heard him say that one time or he was quoted saying that and then you kind of used that and pretended almost like you knew each other? No. Kobe okay. Bryant's dad said that to me one time. Right. And that's extremely interesting and a and a very juicy topic that we could dive into. We just don't have the time today. So maybe a right. lot down the down the road we'll talk about that. But for now we're gonna stay focused and we're gonna stick to today's topic. This is a topic that we decided to go with. It was one of the first topics that we've gone with in a while that was the result of an all you need to know poll on our twitter account at right. underscore a y 2k underscore uh, which is basically you type in a y 2k on really anything uh twitter facebook uh your atm it'll pull up all you need to know you can donate money and and follow us and things like that so i i think that that's really easy for everyone I mean, how easy is it, DJ, for all of our stuff just to be in one place under one name? I mean, it makes sense. It wouldn't make sense for us to have a bunch of different things and under different names. But you know what I'm saying? It's just really easy to find all you need to know. Yes. Yes. And for people that have listened for a long time, uh, they know that DJ Pig, the co-host, is a man of a few words. Why use many words when few words do trick? Uh, That's right. But if you haven't listened before... Uh, be prepared for more answers such as that throughout this episode because DJ likes to keep it short and sweet. And talking about short and sweet, today's episode is long and, would you say, a little sour? Uh, you know, it kind of depends on how you look at it. Uh, you could say it's sour or, you know, some may say it's kind of sexy. Okay, and I... 
just to make sure that we're talking about the same thing, you got the notes for this podcast episode, right? We're talking. I mean, I'll break the rules for all you need to know. We're talking about murder mysteries, uh, and and so you were saying that with that kind of knowledge, or or was that a mistake? Hey, some people some people like it. Okay, that, some, I guess that's I mean, true. Hey, it's it's the most popular form of of entertainment as far as the podcast industry, right? I mean, it, that's it is yes, true crime podcast, and and talking about that for people that are listening to this episode, we're going to talk about murder mysteries in the many formats that it comes in. We're going to talk about the the TV shows, the movies, the novels, the podcast, but we're also debuting. An AYN2K original true crime story at the end of this yeah. episode. You're going to want to stick around for that because it's very interesting and it is a true story that we had to do a lot of research with and we had to hire a couple of people to to do the, the, the voicing and things like that. Very well produced, I will say. So make sure you stick around to the end of the episode for that. And I think we've got a lot to get to uh, today, DJ. I don't want to spend a lot of time with the introduction, wasting time. I feel like we've already wasted enough time, especially with that mm-hmm. sneeze that got us started. So w- what do you say we start with episode 169? 169. Sounds sounds good to me. Uh, I mm. guess that was a yes I, I, I kind of asked you a question. You just repeated uh, what I what I said, the episode number. But does that mean that you're good to go? Okay. Okay. So DJ's ready to go. This is episode 169. Today's topic, murder mysteries. Uh, as I take a sip of milk, not a great... Drink to have as you're why, podcasting. Why the milk? It was just kind of here, and it's and it's room temperature milk, which is never good. You you pretty much want it cold, and it, other otherwise is it it's not very expired? good. It's well, it was it's April twenty second. Uh, whenever it expires, so I've got a couple of days left, so I'm still good. But we're not talking about milk today. We're talking about murder. All right, so let's go ahead and get to it. Murder mysteries come in many forms and fashions. Some are true, some are fictional, some are told through a movie, others may be split up into an episodic series. Mm-hmm. Maybe you listen to a murder mystery uh, as you're driving to work on a podcast, mm-hmm. or possibly you're old-fashioned. You like the Nancy Drew type and you read that murder mystery novel. So... DJ, what would you say you fall underneath as far as your favorite way to consume a murder mystery? Um, probably through a, a documentary of some sort. I like yes. to, to see the visual of different stuff going on, and I like to look into the people's eyes as uh, the uh, oh, interviews wow. are taking place. You said you like to see the visuals. Which, to me, my mind jumps immediately to, you said documentary, then you said you'd like to see the visuals. So, putting two and two together, you like to see pictures of people getting murdered. Well, no, I, I like to see the pictures of the aftermath of a crime scene, uh, but not so much the actual But, but not necessarily the body, or, just like strewn in right. the floor with, with blood all over the walls. You don't like that. You're just like, oh, that's interesting. They left yeah. a footprint there. Things like that. That's what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let, I'm glad we cleared that up because there there was probably some confusion with, within our audience about what you meant by that. But yeah. 
Before we get too far ahead of ourselves, let's go ahead and, and talk about these different formats that murder mysteries can come in. Movies, TV shows, uh, you said a documentary, maybe a docu-series. Uh, then you've got mm-hmm. books and podcasts. I think, of course, the, the genre started in the novels uh, because you had these, these mystery novels, these crime novels where, oh, I wonder what's going to happen next. It's a real page-turner because you know that the, the story will slowly develop and then you find out what happened. You usually solve the case towards the end. The thing about a book, a murder mystery book, that I sometimes struggle with, because I'm sure you've been in the same place. Maybe I'm reading a murder mystery book, and I know that the the end of it is right there, right there in front of me. I can just, if I'm on page uh, 15, and they're like, oh yeah, this, this dude got uh, chopped in half with an axe. I can turn to the back of the book and figure out who did it. So it's a little bit of self-control, right? Whenever you're reading a mystery novel. Yeah. I, I mean... And I'm not a big fan of that uh, because here's the thing. When you're looking at a murder mystery uh, and and you're watching it or reading about it, you want to know a few things, all right? You want to know who did it, you want to know how they did it, and you want to know did they get away with it, right? right? That's fair. And all those those things can, can be wrapped up easily in like, 30 minutes so why read like a 400 page novel about it there's just i don't think that there's that much need for that much detail in this kind of situation this is something it's like binge watching tv you just right get it in get it out and move on to the next one and i don't i don't know if this is <clears throat> and excuse me my voice has been going in and out lately but i don't know if this is a fair assumption but i would go ahead and say that most of the murder mystery novels the books that you would read are fictional they're made up Mm -hmm. whereas if you go the opposite way i feel like a lot of the shows and movies that you would watch that are based on murders are possibly true stories or at least inspired by true stories is that true you agree with me there yeah from what i can tell yeah okay and from what you can tell is usually a good enough answer for me and another question that I have, and I know I'm bombarding you with questions so far this episode, DJ. Why are people so interested in murder? What is it about murder that people just they're like, "Hey, I gotta, I gotta see what's going on here." Well, it's it's technically the worst act of a of a person, right? So it's the sounded like your pager went off there, DJ. Everything okay? Uh, yeah, you know, I don't know how to work the thing. Uh, I've had it for probably 10 or 12 years now, and I just it just does its thing, and I just look at it when it goes off. Okay, and so don't answer anything or, or take down any messages. You just have it. That's good. No, nope, that's good. I don't know the number for it, even. But uh, the question that I asked is, why are people so interested in murder? You were kind of in the middle of answering that. It's the worst thing that someone could do. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's the worst human act uh, people want to know what drives someone to do that. You've got all the different motives. So uh, it's a crime of passion or, uh, crime you know, whatever lust. else. Crime of just lust, uh, just absolute craziness. Crime of anger. Right, 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 right. So it's it's interesting to see, like, what drives a person to do the most unspeakable thing that a human could do, right? Right. At very, very dark places uh, these murder mysteries can sometimes go and I think that it's kind of like, you know, whenever you drive past, uh, you know, billowing smoke, right? And you kind of like mm-hmm. want to figure out like, hey, what's going on over there? And then you see it's just like a right. campfire. You're like, oh, okay, it's just a campfire. Or maybe I know that the ultimate uh, 
example is, you know, a car crash. Possibly there was a there's a fender bender at an intersection, and as everyone is driving by it, they're looking at it. They're like, "Oh, I want to know how this happened, why this happened, the people involved." There's something odd about the human condition and wanting to know how things happened. And I think that、mm-hmm. that the process is sometimes the most interesting part to the murder. Why do you think? And that and that brings us to another question, sort of stuck within this one. Do you think it's the people involved, the process, or the justice? What is it out of those three that you think really draw people to the murder mystery genre? Does that make sense? Can you repeat the question? I'm sorry. I... What? Draws people in to murder mysteries. Is it the people involved? Is it the process, or is it the justice that comes at the end? It's definitely not the justice that comes at the end. Nobody, nobody wants to know that, really. Other than the fact that, like, did they get away with it, or are they in jail?、Uh, but really, you're in it for what draws the people in is the craziness of like how it happened, and、uh, was it the husband? Was it the wife? Was it the crazy in-law?、Uh, was it the in- the dog walker? Was it the the postman? Possibly. What I mean, there have been some crazy stories where they find out that it was you know the next door neighbor's pit bull, right? I mean, you、yeah. never know. You never know, and so I think that that's part of the intrigue of these murder mysteries is trying to figure out. The people involved, really, all three. It could be a combination of all three: the people involved, the process of what happened, and then、uh, who was brought to justice at the end. And I think, DJ, of course, we're talking about all these different formats that murder mysteries come in: movies, TV shows, books, podcasts. True crime, like you said, is a very popular and growing podcast industry. A lot of people,、yeah. I guess, like to listen to murder as they're driving to their nine-to-five job. But yeah. I think, for the most part, what we need to narrow in on is how many. I mean, the immense amount of murder TV shows there are out there in the marketplace. How and why are there so many murder shows, DJ? How and why? Well, yes. How would be,、uh, you know, they make money. They they just keep making them, yeah, because it sells. Yes.、Uh, why is because you know, apparently there's been quite a bit of murder throughout the、uh, history of the human race, so it they don't really run out, and when they get tired of talking about real stuff, you can just make one up, and it tends to still be pretty exciting. And I agree with that, but I do think, and we can probably both agree on this. That the market is saturated. It seems like if you wanted to catch up on all the murder, whether it be true stories or whether it be made up or whether it be you know dramatized versions of what actually happened, there's too much to consume because you've got、mm-hmm. like how to get away with murder. Then you've got Law and Order, and then you've got、uh, you know there, I think there's one there's a show called Snapped that I've seen、mm-hmm. where couples like maybe the wife or the or the or the husband. Kills the other one, and it's called snapped because that's the story. People still tune in to the show. It's like snapped、mm-hmm. couples killing couples, and or not, you know, two couples, but like significant others killing significant others. You know who does it going into the show? Yet you still tune in for thirty minutes. It doesn't make sense.、Yep. It does not make sense.、Done. 
I guess so. I guess that's the process that draws people in. DJ, this would be fun. I'm going to give you 30 seconds. Name as many crime shows or murder shows as you can. Are you ready? All right. Yep. And go. Night Stalker, Mind Hunter, OJ versus the People, uh, Risky Business. Um, I think there's one that's just called Killers or The Mind of a Killer or something on Netflix that sure. was re- really just interviewing. Uh, uh, you started oh, out really well. The, uh, Shawshank Redemption. Um, How about Law and Order? I'll Trolls. Give you one. Maybe law, law yeah. and order trolls. NCIS. Yes. Okay, and then your thirty seconds is up. So okay. I forgot that trolls. A lot of people don't realize was that Pixar or, or Disney. I, I'm not sure, but a, not sure. a very significant murder uh, plot that I did not see coming. So if you haven't seen trolls and you were thinking mm-hmm. about possibly showing your kids the movie trolls, do not. Mm-hmm. It is a yeah. little little heavy. Uh, I mm-hmm. I had to watch something. I had to watch you know an episode of Friends just to kind of get my mind off of it uh, after I watched it. But that was pretty good. Um, you started out of the gate really strong, and then there about the twelve second mark, you kind of hit a wall. Um, yeah, yeah. For some reason, I, I I failed to mention any of the the Bundy tapes or anything like that. Yeah, and also if you just would have stuck on Law and Order. Uh, you could have done Law and Order SVU, Law of Order, uh, blah blah blah, Law of Order Los Angeles. You then you got yeah. NCIS, NCIS uh, Texas, NCIS uh, Carbondale, yeah, Illinois, and, stuff like and, that. And, yeah, NCIS freaking Hawaii, Alaska. Yeah, there are all kinds of them. A lot of crime happens in a lot of places. The the shows that grind my gears have never watched a single second of any of them. The Chicago series like that i think it's on nbc you've got chicago fire chicago pd chicago mad uh i i I've heard chicago daycare is coming to nbc i don't know how interesting that would be um then i think you've got like chicago repo that they're going to come out with where you see like i guess people within chicago repo cars and, and other items and i even heard dj and this is true that chicago repo and chicago daycare are going to have a crossover event at some point in their first seasons and i don't know how that's going to work really? out but that just might get me to tune in here's the thing Chicago already has enough stuff going on. We don't need to add fictional stuff in there, right? Yes. I mean, there's yes. already Chicago. enough repo and murder going on in Chicago. We don't need to write stories about it. A beautiful city, uh, but, you know, it's called the Windy City. You, you kind of wish that that wind would kind of pick up some of that criminal activity and just kind of move it somewhere else. But uh, it's, a, it's, a beautiful, it's a beautiful city. Uh, but it does have a bad reputation for a lot of crime, a high crime rate. You can't really argue with the numbers. But, DJ, you did a good job of naming those murder shows off the top of your head. Uh, we could have came Thanks. We could have came in with a list and just talked about them. I don't think that's what we should do. All right? We we're not, genuine. We're not trying to sit here and, okay, on here's our list of 15 murder shows, and then just read. No, we don't read off list. We're yeah. having a conversation, and as we're having a conversation, we're trying to plant seeds for a new one, right? That's right. So that's what I wanted to do was kind of say, hey, maybe at the dinner table tonight with uh, the whole family, say, hey, uh, mom, dad, I was thinking maybe tonight instead of you know talking about our days, we just – uh, you know, go around the table and talk about our, our, our favorite gruesome murders. And and mm-hmm. I think that that is really something that the family can kind of get around and Absolutely. really cherish those moments. And so that's what I really like to hear about 
whenever people come up to us and talk about the impact that our podcast has had on their lives and their families and, and their communities even, is mm-hmm. because we're starting conversations. And that's what we're doing by not reading off of a list right there. So you did a fantastic job. Let Thanks. me ask you another question. Why do people like shows like Law & Order? Because Law & Order has been on for quite some time. I mean, 20 plus years. What right. is it that keeps people coming back to that traditional, uh-oh, start of the show, there's a crime. And then they they figure out that the crime happened. Then they investigate it, they find a couple of suspects, and then at the end, it all comes full circle and they arrest someone. Why is it that people like those types of shows because they know that it's going to be kind of the same cycle every single time uh-huh i think uh a lot of it is somebody who got stuck in the show years and years ago and just now cannot get loose of the grip of the law and orders and uh you know it, it's kind of like why why do elderly people continue to watch uh days of our lives like Days of Our Lives has had the exact same characters doing the exact same things for like 30 and 40 years. Right. Yet we still go back to it some for some reason, and it's always on just to fill the daytime channels. Uh, and, you know, people buy into it, and I think Law and & Order and those shows like that tend to have the same effect on people. I think that you're right. And maybe I mean that was a, that was a great answer to a a great question uh, that I that I might say, but mm. what I was gonna say is that I might have been better equipped to answer that question because I wrote uh, you know I don't mean to brag I wrote a twenty five page thesis on uh, you know the inevitability of law and order and why people keep coming back to it and so really? it's actually a psychological draw to the show because. It creates an image of society where something bad happens and then it's always solved. That doesn't actually happen in real life. But Law and Order says, here's a problem. We work on it. And then you tie a bow. You tie a knot on it. And then, you know, justice is served. People like the idea of something bad happening and then the justice being brought to whoever was responsible for that bad thing happening. So, and, and of course, over 25 pages, you know, I got a little bit more in-depth, but I do feel like that's really all we need to go in. I mean, if you have any questions about it, I could possibly answer, uh, you know, any, any questions off the top of your head about my 25-page thesis. But I was thinking that that was probably just the best representation, a short synopsis of what I wrote about. So, are you good? Because if you're good, I'm, I'm sure the audience is good as well. I'm good. Okay. Great. Grand. I'm, I, I'm I'm actually happy that you d- decided not to ask any more questions because I I wrote that and I think in the third or fourth grade so uh, it's been a you long wrote the, you wrote the 25 page thesis on yeah on... yeah it it was uh, it was a more advanced project uh, I know a lot of kids were writing about Doctor Seuss and things like that but I did decide to kind of tackle a larger uh, more I felt like a little bit more prominent uh, you know issue than Doctor Seuss rhyming and, and like that so. What what we'll finish with here is is do you like true crime? Like do you like the idea of oh this actually happened, <clears throat> or do you like the fictional kind of idea better? I like the true crime. Uh, there's something about the idea that it actually happened uh, that gives it a little bit more spark. I don't I don't know why. 
but I know like something that I always did with my dad and my sister that really got into it too is they get really into Dateline and oh, they, like, yes. they'll DVR the Dateline shows and watch that on a weekly basis. Dateline is phenomenal. We haven't even mentioned that. I actually yeah. myself love a good Dateline episode. Oh yeah. It comes on a little late at night for me. If I'm going to watch something like that, I prefer to do it in the morning. And now I know a lot of people might say, "Oh, you watch your murder shows in the morning?" Yeah, just to kind of get it out of the way, and then you kind of you can go to bed, and there's been a little bit of time separated between that's you right. finishing that show about something that's just gruesome and gnarly and the worst part of the human being, and and you can kind of settle right. in and sleep a little bit easier, at least in my opinion. But Dateline is phenomenal. Um, and something that always gets me is if you see this was based on a true story. So you're not really sure which parts are, are, are pretty close to the, the bone as far as uh, being true, and then you don't know if you know this was exaggerated, things like that. That makes mm-hmm. it a little bit interesting just because you don't really know. It's kind of a toss-up on what's true and what's not. So, uh, But as far as if you had to choose true crime or fictional crime, uh, I admire you know, someone that can come up with something like that. You would have to think it's a little concerning, I right? Do. There was actually a, a TV show based on this premise, right? I don't know if you ever saw the TV show Castle, but he was a murder uh, novel uh, author, and then he got paired up with someone at a police department and helped her solve murders. I mean, I feel like there's just this whole scope of possibilities within this genre where you can just go out of out of any direction and, and have it come back to a murder mystery. Uh, that show was actually really good. I'm not entirely sure how many seasons it went on, but it was it was pretty solid. I, I did like that one if you if you had, if you had some extra time that you needed to fill and, and needed to watch some shows. But I think that I would prefer true crime as well. And that, you know, kinda kinda coming off that, stemming off that, DJ and I talked about this and we said you know, the true crime podcast is hot right now, and it has been for a while. It's not like it was just a, a meteor that, that just flushed across the sky and, and then it just went away, right? No, yeah. it's it has been, it's like the sun. It's been there since the beginning of podcasts, and it is yeah. still burning bright. And so we thought, hey, we've been doing this for over two and a half years. Let's give it a shot. We really dove into this story. We hired some people to help us to tell a story uh, that is kind of local to our area. It's a true crime podcast, and we're really excited to uh, debut this to you guys. DJ, do you have anything to say about it before we, get before we I guess, play it? Hey, I, I, I hope that they enjoy it uh, and because this is something that we worked really hard on. It, it, it is a, a fruit of labor, uh, and it's something that we are definitely proud of, and we'll go ahead and give you the very first AYN2K murder mystery true crime podcast. Hi, I'm murder mystery correspondent Meath Corson. Our story begins in a quaint little town in Illinois. It was a quiet place to live, but Maybe it was a little too quiet. No, not really. It's Illinois we are talking about here. Nothing exciting happens in Illinois. Anyways, in this quiet town lived an inseparable couple of newlyweds. The Donahues were happily married, or or were they? A rhetorical question, really. Even the best marriages are bearable 
at best. The couple could not have been happier, though. Frank and Sally had been together for 10 years. Friends of the couple say that they were always together, always head over heels for one another. But as you know with these types of shows, that is never true. On a warm summer evening just after the couple celebrated their anniversary, Sally was nowhere to be found. I sat down with Frank, the husband, to talk about that scary night. So, Frank, your lovely wife goes missing on a nice summer night. What did you do when she didn't come home? Well, uh, I had an ice cream, uh, watched a little baseball. Her being gone didn't alarm you? No, I knew where she was. And how is that? Because I killed her. Uh, come again? I said I killed her. Oh, okay. I, I, I see. Well, we have to kind of stretch this story out. So how about you you maybe lie and, and say something else? Come again? You know, I mean, this, this story, the true crime podcast here, we have to stretch it out as long as we can, maybe into multiple parts. So instead of you know, confessing to her murder at the very beginning, possibly uh, make something up. Oh, uh, sure. Mm, well, I was concerned that she didn't come back home, so, uh, you know, like anyone would, I just gave it a couple of days, and, you know, I figured it would work itself out. Oh, you didn't think that might look suspicious to the police? Oh, most definitely, but, you know, like I said, I killed her. The case was wide open. No suspects, no motives, no Sally. The community was flooded with missing signs and search parties. If Sally was in trouble, the police would have to get a lead quickly to catch the killer. And remember, it's rarely ever the significant other that murders the significant other. It might be, but rarely. The police chief, Dave Yodway, had seen a case like this 12 years prior and decided to follow his gut. So, Chief Yodway, you had something telling you there might be a clear witness down in your plums. How did that come up? Well, first of all, I don't appreciate you referring to my plums, but, uh... There was a case that we cracked over a decade before that gave us some help with this one. Oh, and, and what was that? Well, Frank Donahue was actually charged with his wife's murder 12 years before. Uh, so, of course, when his second wife goes missing, I had the instinct to say, Hey, I think maybe we look into this guy who uh, killed his wife before. Oh, so Frank was married before Sally and... And he killed his first wife, huh? Yeah. yeah. Whoa. And then you kind of worked on that case a little bit, huh? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Was the murder scene nasty? Uh, classified information. Oh, it was nasty, that's for sure. 
But there's no real way to know if, you know, this feeling in your plums would lead anywhere, right? Well, you know, the uh, department had a pretty good feeling he did it, actually. The case was beginning to get cold. There was really no way to figure out what happened to Sally. And because we have some time to fill with this story, we'll stretch this out as long as we can. The community was starting to lose hope of ever finding a conclusion to the Sally Donahue case. That is until the unthinkable happened. So, Frank Donahue, you went and turned yourself in. How did that go down? Well, I figured I didn't have a great shock center and I killed my first wife. But you didn't think it could be different this time, right? Maybe you picked up some skills or knowledge of getting away with murder? Well, you know, it's funny you say that, actually. I was doing pretty well until I had some guys over for poker night. Oh, you still had poker night even though your wife was nowhere to be found. Yeah. You know, well, poker, I hardly know her. Anyway, I was in a pinch and needed some money. I was hoping to find uh, a good night, uh, maybe get a little lucky. Playing poker, that is. Okay. Uh, funny enough, I'm good friends with Police Chief Yardway, uh, so I invited him over as well. Uh, long story short, Officer Yardway asked me if I had any ice cream or popsicles, shovels in the garage, you know, typical poker night conversation. Uh, I told him that I had some... Uh, some popsicles out in my garage fridge. Oh, a garage fridge, huh? Living pretty good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyways, he opened up a freezer, and of course I had Sally stuffed in there. Uh, I was able to work out a deal with him to where if I won the hand of poker, then I could just turn myself in the next day, and I'd be damned if I didn't end up having pocket aces. Frank might have had pocket aces that night, but the next day, he had a royal flush of justice and a straight case of murder. Who would have thought that he would have done it? There were really no signs leading to him. That is, until an innocent poker night gathering. Always remember to stock the freezer before you have company over. Just not with murder. I'm Meath Corson. And this has been an AYN2K True Crime Story. Wow, so there it is. Uh, a lot of work went into that. A lot of uh, funds. Pretty much all of the funds we had for the next three months uh, is, run is running on that story. So we hope that it goes well. But uh, an interesting story. Uh, kind of a shorter one. Uh, as far as true crime podcasts usually go, they're a little bit lengthier. Right. Uh, but it was a great story. And, and I'm glad that... Uh, you know, Sally was brought justice. It sounds like there was kind of a, a good, nice conclusion. I mean, not a great conclusion because, of course, she was murdered, but uh, as good as it could have. It, it seems like everything kind of kind of resolved itself. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. And what's interesting is, I, I guess the police, I'm not really sure about the story and the logistics of everything, but they probably should have looked into that guy uh, what's his face, Frank? If he had killed his first wife, like that should be the first uh, thought. Oh well, he probably killed his second wife too. Right. So I'm glad that the the police chief in the in the in the community was kind of you know zoned in and and knew to think that. So that that was all good and justice was was brought. Uh, but 
DJ, I think that this was a really good episode, mm. very entertaining, and I was happy to debut our first AYN2K True Crime podcast. We'll see how that goes, and maybe there'll be more in the future. Who knows? I hope so. I think it would be good. I think it would be a good addition to the AYN2K media empire that we've created. But that's going to do it for this episode of All You Need to Know. My name is Quinn Eaton. I'm DJ Pick. And that's All You Need to Know. This has been All You Need to Know. If you have a topic you would like to hear about, message us on Twitter or Facebook or send us an email at allyouneed2no00 at gmail.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And tune in every Wednesday because here at AYN2K, we've got you covered.